1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if it's Baal, then follow him. And you know what the people said? Nothing. Look at the person beside you. Tell them you have a choice. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You have a choice. You know, God made us in his image and in his likeness. We had no choosing over that. God did that. Before the foundations of the world and before our parents ever met, we were already conceived in the mind of God. If you're writing down notes, I want you to write this down. I am God's idea. I am God's idea. I'm not a mistake. I'm not a, a byproduct of some happenstance. I'm God's idea. And when you realize you're God's idea, you realize that God has called you to happen to the world. <laughs> Always waiting for something else to happen. No, you about to happen. Listen to what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8. says the earnest expectation of all creation is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Not the children of God. Because being a child of God and being a son of God is two different things. Sonship deals with an acknowledgement and a maturity concerning your assignment. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the world is waiting for you to show up. The world is not waiting for Jesus. They don't know to wait on Jesus. But the world does know that there's something around them that's about to happen. There's an unveiling that God wants to do with you. There's innovative ideas that are placed on inside of you. Witty inventions. Wisdom that's beyond your years by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a manifestation, a revealing. Glory be to God. You, you wear different cloaks. They call you Esther, but on the inside, you'll always be Hadassah. Brought into the kingdom for such, come on, help me, y'all, for such a time as this. Somebody shout, I'm about to happen. Glory be to God. There's more to me than my skin color, my background, my zip code. That's a part of me that I haven't even tapped into yet. Push somebody, tell them, that's why you can't die now. Oh, no, cancel the funeral. You ain't about to die. Everybody who's been dealing with shadows and feelings of death and dreaming about death, if, if anything dies, it's going to be the old you and the old pattern and then the old cycle. Mm. God made you in his image and his likeness, but because of the fall of Adam, the first man, Adam, we lost some things. Some things entered into the earth and, we're, and now we are recipients of it because of Adam's fall, like decay, <laughs> sickness, and weakness. Because although we share in likeness and God essence, there's some things we lost that we no longer have. Because with God, there is no decay. <sighs> with God, there is no sickness. And there's no weakness in him. That's why when we pray, we say, Lord, thy kingdom come. 
and thy will be done where? Now y'all say on earth, but when you read the scripture, it says in earth. I know somebody said that's just semantics, but I need to know it's in because on can just be on top and never infiltrate nothing. Hallelujah. But in, hallelujah, it gets down into the bones and the marrow. Because when I say in earth, I'm not talking about the state of Virginia. I'm talking about this earth and vessel. This is where I need the kingdom of God to be established. I need him to be established on the throne of my mind, the seat of my emotions and my heart and my spirit. We're so busy trying to get God in the White House. We need God in our house. Glory be to God. Oh, Lord, we need prayer back in school. Well, if he's in you, when you go to school, prayer will be there. Mm. But we lost some things because decay and sickness and weakness is, is not God's desire for us. It's not God's desire for us. We lost some things because of the fall of Adam. But there's something we did not lose that God gave us that we still share in our God essence and God likeness. We have something that everything else God created does not have. We have the power to choose. <laughs> we have the power to choose. Now let me tell you something. There's so much that's working against us. Three strong elements. The world we live in, Satan himself and his demonic system. And I want to say Satan and his demonic system because a lot of times we're rebuking Satan and most of us ain't never met Satan. <laughs> every, every situation don't call for Satan. Satan has a system, a demonic system of fallen angels disembodied and they only have a voice when you give them one. <laughs> Glory be to God. This, you know, Satan, Satan is not omnipresent. He's not omnipotent. He ain't even omniscient. I don't, don't tell, don't let the devil know. Well, <laughs> you probably already told him. Mm. All he got to do is watch a pattern. All he got to do is keep testing you with things and watch what makes you holler. See, back when I knew that wrestling was real, <laughs> when they would jump off of the, the, uh, off of the rope and, and, and the guy would hold his arm, Ric Flair, one of them, hold his, uh, see, y'all can tell me I'm, I'm old, I'm talking about Hulk Hogan and all of them. And holding his arm and like, ow, ow. So when one would get on the rope, where is he going to attack? The arm. Because you have identified your weakness with your sound. And some of you are putting blood in shark infested waters. Hmm. So it's Satan and his demonic system. The world, Satan and his demonic system. And then your carnal nature. Your carnal nature that's falling. Falling. Now, I want you to consider this. All three of them work against you, but they're not each other. And it's important for us to know that. Because when I was growing up in the, in the classical Pentecostal church, I'm still Pentecostal. 
Uh, when I say I'm Pentecostal, I'm not talking about I'm a particular part of a particular denomination. I believe in the experience that happened on the day of Pentecost. I'm not a sensationalist. They believe that that was limited to that period. I believe that still yet what they experienced then, I experience now. I still believe in blind eyes coming open, lame men walking, the speaking of tongues, interpretation of tongues, miracles, signs, and wonders. But when I was growing up in classical Pentecostalism, it wasn't just about the expressions of glossolia or spiritual giftings. It was connected also to our standard of living, holy living. And when I was growing up, they didn't leave it open to interpretation. They would tell you what it looked like, what it act like, what it be like. They said, this is holy and this is not holy. And they would tell us to come out from the world. Come out of the world. And what that looked like when they taught us was anything that was not sacred or secular. Anything that was secular was demonic. Sports were demonic. All of that. Anything that was in the world was wrong. Television, movies. You don't wear red lipstick because that is a sign of the world. I'm telling y'all, I just, I, I wore my first pair of shorts after I became a pastor because I didn't want to be like the world. But let me tell you something. Although the world system or the world, the states and the cities cater oftentimes to demonic activity, the world is really not the very thing that pulls you. Rebuke the world all you want to. The world is not going anywhere. Um, what you really have to deal with is your own carnal nature. Sometimes we rebuking the devil when it's really you. Uh-oh, I have lost the whole church. I am sitting right here. I'm looking at some of y'all like, oh no, it's not me. It's the devil. I know that, that's a little more easier for you. It's a lot more easier. But Paul says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from me from the body of this death? I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, be honest, tell them no one has stopped me like me. There's some of you, your carnal nature have polluted you so bad with a negative self-image that you have created enemies that you never had. I know what they thinking. I know they don't like me. I know what they gonna say. No one has even said, some of you, you have this narcissistic spirit that has wrapped around your brain to make you think that we don't have no issues outside of you. If I walked past you and didn't speak to you, I want you to consider I may have been dealing with some things in my own head that have nothing to do with you. Be kind to everybody because everyone are fighting battles you don't even know about. So we got all of this. We got a world system that caters Hallelujah. To the voice of the enemy that pulls on our carnal nature. And because of that, oftentimes we get so overwhelmed with the temptations. And because this nature is a part of who we are, we have automatically calculated our defeat. I, I, I'm finished now. I only got to, Oh, wow. I, I got to close now. 
But many of you have already calculated your failure. You've almost settled. Because oftentimes the struggle becomes exhausting. Can we just have this real conversation just for a moment? I like gospel music, and especially the sounds of the ramp, which is available on all music outlets. Amen. <laughs> then I get on the road and I totally forget to do it, right? I like it. But so lately, I realize that um, Maverick City, I like to listen to them, build your church and all that. But I noticed one of their lead singers did her own project recently. So I went to get it, Naomi Rain, right? And I went to get it, and when I downloaded it, I started listening to the song, and I was jamming to it. I was rocking to it. Because, you know, we kind of go with the beat before we go with the words. <laughs> and then I started listening to it. I'm like, hold up, what is she saying? She's saying, I know I need to pray, but I'm not ready to change. And I said, Wow. And then I said, hmm, I get it. Oh, you don't? No, 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 no. You don't get it? Have you ever been in a season or moments in your life where you know you need to repent? Where you need to cut something or someone off? Where you need to make a change? But you say, ain't no need me going to the altar. Ain't no need me praying because I'm not ready. And for some of us, it's even hurt. It's even bitterness. It's even unforgiveness. Because if I let go of it, then I have nothing else to control the other person with. <laughs> if I release the unforgiveness and the bitterness, I'll feel naked because I've always been cloaked in my victimization. So who am I outside of being a victim? All of his life they call him blind Bartimaeus. Before you, before you knew his name, you knew his disability. Who would I become if you remove my adjective? And as toxic and as bad and as hurtful as where you've been is. At least you know it. And what you know becomes your comfort even when it comes into conflict with your destiny. Mm. 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 And so we settle because there's no way with my history and my pattern and with all that's going on around me that I could ever come out of this. God told me to tell you something the devil don't want you to know. You have a choice. No, this, I know I didn't just say God is about to make you a millionaire and God is about to fix it when you're going to get married and all of that. But guess what? Marriage and millions will always be connected to a choice. <laughs> I believe in deliverance. I have traveled all over this world 
and I've watched demonic manifestations. I watched a young lady that didn't weigh no more than 110 pounds had to be held down by four strong men. And she opened up her mouth and spoke with a voice that was deeper than any man's I ever heard. I've watched people almost take on the movement of a snake moving across the floor. I'm not trying to scare you with this. I'm just telling you what I've seen. I've seen the distortion of physical bodies. I'm not talking about this stuff y'all see on horror movies with a priest with a shaky cross. Call for a Holy Ghost preacher that know how to bring out anointing oil. I don't use a crucifix. If I use a cross, it's an abandoned cross because Jesus ain't on the cross. Hallelujah. That cross has been conquered. My God. Lord, I'd have seen all of it. I'd have seen pulling out newspaper and people physically purging. But as a believer that's filled with the Holy Ghost, your issue is not demonic possession. Your issue is demonic oppression. That's making you feel that where you are is where you will always be. And what you're dealing with is what you will always deal with. And it's almost like church has become a get out of jail free card for the weekend. Where you get to come out of church and do your little praise and worship, do your little songs. And when church is over, go right back to prison. Go back to the prison of depression. Go back to the cycles of fornication. Go back to the cycles of perversion. Go back to the cycles of anxiety. It's like you only get to get out for a few hours to have some good church and good fellowship just to go back to jail. But let me tell you something. You have a choice. There's no lock on the door. There is no lock on the door. At this point, you're making a decision to go back. At this point, it is your choosing that has you there. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, saying praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And God sent an earthquake and every man's bands were loosed. And the Roman soldier decided that he would commit suicide considering that all the prisoners are gone because they are now free. And then a voice came out of the darkness and says, do yourself no harm. We are all here. Now, I understand why Paul and Silas stayed because they were there on assignment. But why did the rest of the prisoners stay? Why, we are all here, why? Now I'm not hooping, but I'm preaching. I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. Why, why are you still here? The doors are open and you're still here. So who's holding you there? Your choice. Your, your choice. Now you're a bishop, but you don't know how I feel. No, I do. I get it. You may not be able to choose how you feel, but you can choose how you respond to your feelings. I know y'all want me to get out of here and go to D.C. now. Hmm. Did you hear what I said? No, you don't. You don't always get to choose how you feel. You can't always control your feelings. Trust me. I've been there where I wanted to feel differently. 
I've been in a relationship before where I didn't want to want them anymore. Was that too honest for y'all? You know, I didn't want to want them. I know what it is to be in a cycle of sin where I'm mad going to do it (laughs) and mad after I do it. That I knew what it was going to be before I got there. I'm sorry, the children going to children's church. Can't we just be honest in here? It's us grown people. Have you ever been doing something and just like, I don't need to do it. Why am I doing this? Why am I wasting my money? Why am I wasting my energy? And mad at yourself the whole time. You, you can't always control how you feel. But stop letting your feelings dictate your choices. I mean, I just might as well. I mean, because this is what I feel, so I might as well. This is the way I feel, so I might as well. You forgot, you got something that's different. Yes, the world works against you. Yes, Satan and his system is working against you and your carnal nature. But Paul said, hold on. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Bring me that. Uh, bring me one of the, your chairs behind you. Will you do this? And after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on up here, brother. You shall have, sit down, please. You shall have power. Tread on serpents. Speak a new language. Lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. My God. Hmm. All of us get to points where we feel like whatever is in us going to rule us and control us. But he says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall have power. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. Because the power of the Holy Ghost gives you power to choose right. Now, see, 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 I know I talked about this deliverance and I know some of you, the rolling in the floor, sometimes is necessary and the fallout is necessary. But you know what some of you, your deliverance is going to be a decision. Tell your neighbor, it starts with the decision. And oftentimes, because the world around you works against it, when you make a decision, you have to notify the world around you. Now, I ain't talking about, you don't need to call uh, our state representative. (laughs) You don't need to call your senator or your U.S. congressman. I'm talking about the world that's around you, the people that's around you, the system that you've been operating in. Because you're making a decision without communicating it sets you up for an automatic fail mm. so he says and when the day of Pentecost was fully calm they were all in one place with one accord play some soft because I'm past my time now and when the day of Pentecost was fully calm they were all in one place with one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a Russian mighty wind and it filled the house where where they were sitting 
and, and, the, and the Holy Ghost, stand up please, sat upon, come on son, each of them. That when the world starts pulling on me again, and I feel like I don't have the power to make the right decision, it don't just make me dance, but the Holy Ghost will, ow. It will sit on me. It don't just make me speak in tongues. But the Holy Ghost says, sit where I got you. Sit where I've empowered you. He says, I'm empowering you to sit. When the enemy is trying to pull you out of your purpose. Because that's what fear does. Fear says, run. Go back to what's comfortable. Go back to your pattern. Go back to what you know. But God says, you have a choice. You have a choice. Because he said, this is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to share the throne with Baal. You're going to either choose to please God or please yourself. Are y'all listening to me in this room? You go, he says, my people, not my chosen people. You're having mixed worship. You got me sharing a throne with Baal. And the prophet gets up and says, how long will you be stuck between two opinions? How long of a you you're gonna do God and do you? Do church and do sin? How long? Because you got to serve one or the other. How long? Because God says, I really can't use you until you submit. I really can't use you to the max until you make a choice. He said, How long? If, if Jehovah is God, then serve him. And if what you've been leaning on all the time, making you feel worse than you did when you called on it, if that's your God, we didn't serve your God. And you know what the people said? Nothing. But let me tell you something. Saying nothing is a choice. When you say nothing, your silence is making a decision. Because God says, you will not serve me by osmosis. You may have grown up in a Christian home. You may have good spiritual parents. But your parents' salvation does not solidify yours. You have to choose. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.